0: What's up everyone? Welcome back to Fearless as Fuck the Podcast. What's up, geo What's up? Excited to have you here.
1: I'm excited to be here. Yeah,
0: I have a really cool little mini story time for you guys, um, with the introduction of this guest because if it wasn't for Geo, I don't think I'd be sitting here at Sticky Paws. Actually I'd I would not be sitting here <laughs> pause. so I um, and this kind of ties into the subject I want to talk about today because I know a lot of you need to hear it and I actually feel like I need to hear it again it's like one of those things where you can give people really good advice but it's really hard taking your own advice sometimes and we can get really stuck in this imposter syndrome of like who we think we are and who we want to be and who we actually are and you know we can get in this like self-deprecating space where we talk ourselves out of our own dreams and our own goals because they might seem like they're too far out of reach or they're not, you know, reachable in general. And for those of you who have never heard this story, I'm going to like really try and sum it up. But if you really want the long extended version, I'd encourage you to go back to the very beginning of this series. But I originally really wanted to start this podcast and I had no idea how to do it. I just knew I had stuff to talk about and I needed to just share it. And I really wanted to practice getting my voice Out there again. And when I had left a really shitty relationship and finally went on my own, the apartment complex I moved into randomly had a podcast studio, and I felt like it was a sign to start talking. And so I started practicing and. I started to go to a new gym and Gio had messaged me. Ironically, um, he's the host of a podcast here at Sticky Paul's ca- called Fitness Junkies. And he had reached out to me, asked me to come on the podcast. And I dodged him because I was just not in a space to like talk to anybody. I wanted to be left alone. I was just like kind of wallowing in self-pity. And I was like, just fuck it, fuck everybody. And I kind of dodged the message because I just didn't want to get involved with any other podcast or anything. And I ran into geo at UFC fit in Silverado in Las Vegas. And he's like, Christina, I'm geo. And I'm like, shit, like <laughs> now I have to like face this conversation that I was like avoiding for no reason other than just being scared to, you know, tell my story on somebody else's podcast. But long story short, we got talking and I decided to come on geo's podcast, fitness junkies. And I found sticky Paws. And finding the podcast studio here really just like lit me up because I got the nerve to talk on a microphone in front of, you know, people that I didn't think I'd be able to do. And then I met John, the owner here, who really has been kind of a lot of the wind beneath my wings with this podcast and like, you know, really educating me and mentoring me to help me, you know, sit where I sit today. So I want to thank you, first of all, for that little push, because I really think that you know, the people and the places and the things that come into your life at certain times really are there to show you something. And if you don't pay attention, sometimes you could really miss it. So I'm really, it's really cool seeing this like kind of come full circle because I know both you and John have told me like, you sound like a different person, (laughs) like, you know, a year later, two years later, just um, the growth you can have from doing the scary things is really, really cool.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so funny that, you know, The way I met you there at that gym and the, 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 I'm, and I'm getting through shit as well, Mm -hmm. walking up to a hot girl that hasn't responded to me on Instagram and I'm going to go, Hey, I know you. And so that's not normal for me either. Um, Hosting a podcast is not normal for me. Um, you know how much work it is to it's get guests. It's a lot. And it was just like, I took that opportunity going, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. I'm not going to worry about whatever the reason she was not answering my my DM. And I'm going to confront her. And that's a hard word, but confront her and go, hey, I want you on my show. Yeah. And whatever comes of it, this is pretty awesome. Right. But Whatever came of that was, I think, a great growth in who you are and what you're doing and the messages you're putting out. And same for me, because each little success story, um, each little stepping outside of your comfort zone makes that level of confidence in you stronger.
0: A thousand percent. I always say like, you know, people joke with me about the whole like fearless as fuck, like title (laughs) and they're like, oh, you're fearless. And I'm like, you know, what's funny is like, it was a play on myself when I thought about that because it was what I wanted from myself so badly to see. I wanted to see myself be a fearless person Mm. and kind of joking about it kind of made it a reality for me. I know that sounds really silly, but it was like, kind of that like fake it till you make it mentality but in a serious way like do the scary things and tell yourself who you are and what you want to be it's almost like the secret like you you need to talk it into existence as if it or as if it already exists so if you tell yourself that you can do the hard things you can but if you go through saying that you're scared or I can't do this or I could never do that you're you're really, you know, you're self-deprecating. So yeah. it, it's kind of an interesting thing. And, um, that's what I told myself when I came on your podcast. I'm like, you know, I might not be knowing what I'm doing, or I don't even know if my story is really good enough to be talking, but let's, let's take the risk and, and go for it and see what happens from it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to start a new podcast. It's going to call fearful as F- fearful. As- <laughs> <laughs> because that's usually how I operate in the world. Yeah. I mean, yes and no, but, um, I'm going to try not to be too much of the host here, but I got to ask you this question. How have you changed in the period of doing the starting this podcast here? Like, how have you changed in your person?
0: Oh, my God. I, I, you know, what's funny is I don't feel like I noticed the differences until John made me look and (laughs) until he made me like kind of step outside because you know how you can kind of get um, just going in autopilot sometimes and you're just go, go, go. You just keep doing the next thing, the next and the next thing. Right. And you don't take a step to kind of like sit and look at your progress. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to explain it is like on a fitness journey, like you don't notice the small changes you're making weekly until you look at it like a month, two months, three months out. And you're like, Holy crap, there have been so much changes, but you don't notice the small things that are happening on like a, a a shorter time span. Right. Um, I sometimes will like listen back to my first podcast and I'll notice the way I talk, my mannerisms, um, the confidence in which I'm speaking. I used to come in here with a bunch of notes and just <laughs> unsure of myself and not knowing what to say, or I needed like a big spreadsheet on how I should do this. And right. now I just come in and I'm like, I know exactly what I want to say. Or if I don't know, I know what's going to organically come up between me and my guest um, because of the kind of people I bring on. And I, truly know deep down why i'm doing this and i think that is like the confidence that has gotten built because i knew the message from the very beginning and as scared as i was i i wanted to get there so badly Mm. so i think that confidence has changed like i can come in here and sit down and be like well this is gonna be like we're gonna wing it but it's gonna be great there's never a negative thought in my head that it's like oh man this is gonna suck right it's i don't ever have those thoughts that thought process anymore it's always like this is going to be a great conversation and every single guest I brought on has enlightened me in some way. And I hope I can say the same. I have noticed that there are some guests who I bring on that are out of my realm that sometimes I get really nervous with. Mm. Like if they're, um, if they're a celebrity or if they're like a professional athlete or just, or maybe even somebody who's a little bit more educated on me on certain subjects that I don't know if I can hold the conversation as well. But you get practice by putting in the reps, right?
1: 100%.
0: So I think now I look at it that way and I still might be like really nervous with it, but it's gotten so much better. And I think it's also improved the way I've talked outside of the studio too. I feel like I can confidently stand in front of people. Um, so I always encourage people to, even if they don't want to take their podcast super seriously, like practice at home, you can set up a podcast studio at home. And if you have something you want to talk about, just do it. Yeah. There's nothing bad that can come from like shooting your shot and taking a chance on yourself. And that I think is like the biggest lesson that I've learned from starting this.
1: Yeah. So I was talking to Dr. Leslie, who does a podcast here um, called Next Level with mm-hmm. Dr. Leslie. Yeah. Love her. Are we on Love her show? Love her.
0: We've um, exchanged exchanged podcasts. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. So I was telling her, it's like, and she's like, I want my podcast to be, you know, this and that, and I'm not sure what the direction is. And I said, the beautiful thing is you get to do the reps, you get to do all of this while no one's watching if it's yeah. at the beginning and you get to find your lane you get to find your voice because just like you at the beginning are totally different than what you've evolved to today and that's the beautiful thing it can still evolve but like i think who you are as far as in this world is is probably closer to who you want to be than you were before. And that's, that's the beauty of starting a podcast.
0: Right. And I think maybe you can relate to, and not even when it comes to just like a podcast, but like your fitness journey. Cause you, you talk to a lot of professional athletes on your podcast and business owners. I mean, I'm sure you're like, you know, you're, audience is huge, but you talk a lot about their journeys and like what it's taken them to get to where they are today. Do you see a common, a commonality between all of them with maybe some fear that was instilled with them or some imposter syndrome that they face?
1: Um, I would say the biggest uh, commonality is at some point they had a dramatic change, Um, whether it was, they were partying or whether they were a a dramatic event happened, Um, something in their lives usually uh, turns them in a direction where they pivot and they start really going laser focused down a particular path. That seems probably the most common thing that that I see with people. Um, A lot more people than I expected um, worked out, in some form, all their life, but almost to a man or a woman, they say that fitness and exercise, um, 100% changed their life.
0: It was like the gateway to opening up some more doors. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So remind me when we had our podcast, was fitness junkies new? Yeah, it was. It yeah. was right. Like yeah. there was only a few episodes. Right, that's amazing. So we're both about like two years into things. Yes. somebody <laughs> here was telling me, oh crap, I forget who it was, but they were like, there's thousands of thousands of podcasts, right? There's so many, but the percentage and odds of somebody who makes it past twenty episodes is very small. Yeah, I think George was actually the one that told me that, and I thought that was really interesting because it there was a point where I stopped recording and it wasn't that I was like, I'm stopping recording. It was because I just kind of got a little nervous and I I just pulled back. And I remember I had people from the studio call me like, where are you? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? Like, get back in here. And I remember John left me a voicemail once and he's like, guess you're not as fearless as you say you were like kind of joking. And I was like, oh my God, book me next week. Like screw this. But it reminded me of how, you know, it is a little hard sometimes to keep your eye on the prize when you don't see the, you know, it coming to fruition as big as you thought it would be as quick as you thought it would be. And I think that you get really tested and not just on podcasts. I can relate this to my fitness journey and just my own healing journeys, like different things that I've been through personally. So I know people can understand this, whatever goal you're chasing after, there is going to be a test period where life is really going to ask you, like, how bad do you want this? Like, do you want this as bad as you say you do? Right. And it's going to test you and you're going to have to see if it's really, it really matters to you as much as you say it does.
1: Yeah. Um, When you talk about the imposter um, thing, um, people tell me like, like I do these podcasts and they go, oh, you were so great. You answer, you asked such great questions. And I'm like, in thinking in my head, I'm thinking, I suck. Like, I am I'm way better than I was. But that imposter mind in my head goes, you suck, Gio, you suck. And it's really hard to like step into the person that I am and to kind of believe, even after I think I'm at like 60 shows or something like that. But to to really just believe that I am good at this. And of course, I have a growth mindset. I'm always trying to get better. Um, But it's just weird. It's the human mind is is bizarre.
0: (laughs) It can play tricks on you really bad if you let it to. I know for me, there's been a lot of practices I've had to implement in my personal life to keep myself on like the straight and narrow pathway for that. And um, some people I feel like might even think it's cheesy, but I really had to practice those like I am affirmations and journaling and doing a lot of like self-reflection to remind myself of who I am and as much as I can practice it, I'll still hit those times where I'm like, "Who do I think? What? What the fuck do I think I'm doing? Like, <laughs> like what are you even doing, Christina?" And they're right. usually on days where I've had some like, you know, negativity kind of like pop into my head, or you know, I'll hear something that might make me, make me second guess myself. And I did that in fitness as well. And even though I'm a professional athlete, I have those moments where I'm like, w- "Who do you think you are, standing on stage next to these girls? Like, right. you don't train as hard. You don't. You don't diet as well. Like, you don't this. You don't that." And I'm like. Well, stop, but just have some grace for yourself. Have some patience. Like not everything that you see on social media is a hundred percent accurate, true to someone's story. Like you might see their highlight reel and it might look like they have a hundred percent great days. They never fuck up in their meal plan that they always are training like super freaking hard. You don't see the days where they were like, I am too mentally depressed to leave my bed Right. because I guarantee you it happens more than <clears throat> you see online because no one likes to show that. Not as much. I really appreciate the people that do show the struggle now because it's more relatable. But you know, you can really get caught up in seeing someone's like perfect idea of what their life looks like, and it can make you feel less than because you get in that comparison game. And I was invited to host a um, WBFF workshop a couple weeks ago, and I remember it was the first time that I was wearing my pro pro sash in front of. A workshop where usually right. i'm on the other side where i right. come to take the workshop and i just had this flashback to my first ever workshop that i showed up to and i was looking at the pros and i'm like oh my gosh like they're so beautiful they are so poised they're so this and i just had this moment where i'm like holy shit like you're in it right. like this has flipped like when is it going to register to you that you are where you wanted to be years ago but like you were asking me earlier, like, you know, how, how do you look back on something and see how much growth you've done? It's in those moments. You know, I go to introduce myself to some of the amateur girls and they're like, oh, I know who you are. And I'm like, you do like, why? <laughs> but you, for, you forget, you, right. you really, you need to take a step back and like, look at how far you've gone. And that, right. that's how you build the confidence and that's how you combat the imposter syndrome. But it's, it's hard to do when you're just like, go, 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 go. when you're on autopilot because you forget.
1: Right now. Our worlds are different. You're a hot chick. I'm a guy. Um, <laughs> uh, but have you gotten the people, this random person on the street going, Hey, I know you from fearless as fuck.
0: Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is like, it makes me feel so good. And it's in those moments I've had, there were two moments that really got me and they were really unsuspecting. And I think that's why they made so much of a, right. of a impact on me because one, I forget that guys will listen to this podcast for like actual good reasons and not right. just like, oh, you're a hot girl and da, da, da it right, up right. now. Yeah. I might be a hot girl on my Instagram photos, but now you have to take time to listen to me talk. And if you're taking the time to listen to me talk, you actually value what I have to say. And that means a lot to me. Mm. So someone telling me they, they listen to my podcast means so much more to me than I follow you on Instagram because of your bikini photos. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right. Granted, I'm trying to make my Instagram more like, you know, there's, um, quality and there's content to be consumed for like good reasons, not just hot photos. Right. I appreciate that. But one, I was actually outside the Olympia waiting for my friends and I was just sitting down on my phone and I had a guy walk past me and then he walked past again. And he goes, I want to introduce myself or like, you know, I, I forget exactly what he said, but he's like, I really love what you're doing. And I was like, and it was, it was so um, genuine. Right. And I was like, you you listen, like it was. It just was surprising. <laughs> right. And then is anybody was What? Like, uh, yeah. And then a I. Guy. It was just so bizarre to me. And then I had a woman when I was working at my nightclub job on the weekend who um was probably older than me, probably in like in the twenty year range older than me. And I caught her like staring at me, and I'm like, "What is this woman looking at me? Like, I thought maybe she like was judging me or just right. al- always negative in my head. I'm right, like, oh, she's probably like whatever. And then she walks up to me and she thanked me for sharing my stories and putting out the content she's like please don't stop doing what you're doing and she hugged me and i was like wow oh my god like this this first of all these are two people that the demographic was off of what i thought right right i it just was really shocking. And it was also a really good reminder that you don't know how many lives you're impacting. You have no idea who is hearing what you're saying and it's saving them from something or it's making them feel normal. It's making them feel like they're walking this earth, not alone because wow, maybe what you went through is exactly what they're going through and they thought they were alone.
1: Right. right. So
0: that really like, it was, it made me feel really good those because two
1: good ones. sometimes
0: I'm like, what the fuck am I even doing this? And I'm like, right. shut up, Christina. Like, stop, stop, stop. Right. That little voice in the right. back of your head. just seems to just pipe down because right. there is a reason. Um, but yeah, th- that's like, that was really shocking to me. And I, I just appreciate those comments so much more um, because my podcast is what I feel like is Christina and the message that I want to put out there as like my brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously highlighting the people that come on the podcast too. But for someone to pay me a compliment that's the way to do it if they if they mean it don't just say that but like <laughs> that that that's really meaningful yeah you know
1: yeah that's those are your work. stories yeah
0: like do you have people who you run into who talk about your podcast and it just shocks you
1: yeah like i the so we live in this world where we're all addicted to the dopamine of right likes and quick yeah, content yeah, yeah like oh am I being liked? Do people like what I'm doing? We're all like, we want that dopamine hit, but I take this podcast and I try and disconnect from that. And so when someone says, I watch your show, you do a great show. And I'm, I'm like floored with fulfillment, which because I I don't look for any gratification from what I do. I just do it because I'm hopefully going to touch someone and inspire someone to change their life through fitness. And that's really the whole precipice of why I started doing a podcast because I wanted to reach more people other than the one-on-one training type of thing right. that I do. So it's just, um, you know, of such a blessing to, to, for, you know, the people that, are thinking about a podcast or have a good message to get out to the world, like you said, start one. It, even if you think no one's watching, there's a good chance someone's watching. Oh yeah. And that person you can touch, you can change their life. Um, if you're looking for a place to do a podcast, Sticky Paws Studios yeah, we'll in just, Las Vegas. We'll just
0: plug that in really quick. <laughs> Shout out to Sticky Paws and downtown Orlando and all the studio ghosts here. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, so it's, it's so great when you get that kind of, um, thing and, and, you know, I was kind of, you know, wondering, I know we were trying to figure out when I could be on your show for a while. And I was like, then I was like, Oh, um, okay. I'm going to be on the show. I'm like, what are we gonna talk about? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever watched a whole episode mm-hmm. of her show. Like so I was like, I need to like I don't know what I'm gonna talk about. And so the really the one that that stuck out in my head was the one with you and daverick oh, and doing God. that thing. And I'm like, so is she gonna ask me about relationship? Is she gonna ask me about this? Like I'm like I'm like, okay, stop it. And you know, you know, we're just going to have a conversation. It'll go where it goes. But it was funny how there's so many different places that you go with your show. Yeah. And um it was just very interesting to go. I wonder what we're going to talk about.
0: Well, it's interesting <laughs> because that episode with Davrick was completely off from my message and yes. completely off from like what I even put on my podcast. However, I had kept telling John that. I have this thing with some people. I don't judge anyone for their podcast. Like what you want to put out there, you want to put out there. But I have a hard time with the way some people clip up their content because it can get really misconstrued. And I have a very big fear for the younger demographic of people who are listening in on some of these men's coaches who the way they're speaking, it's, I feel like it's detrimental to young men and young women. I don't even want to say this is about just young men, but I get very nervous with how they're putting themselves out there and how they should be with like that alpha male mentality and like what toxic masculinity is what real genuine masculinity is and I know there's a lot of different opinions on it and there's also a lot of podcasts out there that are just so toxic. I'm not saying Dabrick's a toxic person at all. I just was like telling John I'm like some of these clips man they're really rubbing me the wrong way because they're not um it's not a podcast where they're talking about just the differences with men and women and how we can be better for each other. And like some of the difficulties we have, but they're going to the extremes. And of course the extremes are what pops up the view counts. Right.
1: Right. And so
0: it, I have a really hard time with it. And I, me and um, Jamie and Michaela, there's a few other female podcast hosts here that were like, shit, dude, like this is bad. Like, and you know, none of us here really put down men or, you know if we're talking about relationships we're talking about like how it could be better on both sides and just like the the difficulties that both sexes are having and and all of that but i had a hard time with just how some of this content was being put out and john's like you should debate him and i'm like no i fucking shouldn't <laughs> like i'm not i'm not a good debater right. um because i i just don't like i don't like confrontation i like conversation and so if you want to debate you want someone who can get heated and i don't want to do that and also because of the demographic of people who watch his show they're ready to fucking come at me with pitchforks and i'm like i'm not about to you know
1: be that girl
0: no i first of all i'm not and i'm not going to get heated just to further your narrative right because no bro like i'm good right. i don't i don't need to defend myself like that but i was really frustrated because some of the things that come out are like you know basically with the details he puts out there qualifies me as an old used washed up bitter female and i'm like that's hysterical right that's (laughs) fucking hysterical so like i kind of wanted to challenge those those things but it was in no way shape or form in alignment with like my podcast my podcast is put out to inspire and empower people through you know taking traumatic situations that they've been through and finding the light at the end of the tunnel and bettering themselves because of what they've been through. And it all started with me getting out of a very toxic relationship. And, you know, he challenged some of my ideas of like, well, maybe you were in it because of this or this or this. I'm like, I dated a narcissist and I didn't see it at first. And like some of the reasons why I empower women to be strong on their own is because we do wind up in situations, men too, you want, you can wind up in situations and relationships that like really, beat you down and take your power away and make you lose your sense of self. And if you aren't, you know, fulfilled as an individual beforehand, it's really easy to get lost in those. So yes, I do encourage women and empower them to like find their own way, but not in a way where we're like, fuck men. I think that's the misconstrument. So I wanted to like get that out there, but that podcast left me feeling empty, like unsatisfied, just. I was like, there was no reason like, yes, people watch podcasts like that because it's entertaining. I get it. But that's not what fearless was about. Fearless is about finding hope and finding, mm. you know, all of that feel good and that, that hope. And, you know, he had messaged me, he's like, well, if you did more of this, you would just blow up. And I'm like, you know what? That's the, that's the difference between you and me. Right. That right there. I didn't even answer it. Cause I'm like, that's not, you're asking me to be somebody I'm not and promote content that I I don't even believe in myself in that way. So fuck the views. Like, yes, I know I could reach more people. That's the goal. Like you were saying, but at what cost? Mm. So it was interesting to me to have that conversation. I'm glad I did. I would never do it again. Just like how there's been like Michael Sartain's asked me to come on his podcast a lot and say, I can't, I can't do it. (laughs) I can't fucking do it. And like the whole fresh and fit podcast. Oh my God. That's a whole nother topic. Like I just have no respect for it. And but it's,
1: it's, the world we live in now
0: I know and so like and that I think is actually one of the things that kept me from posting was because I don't want to be like that I don't want to like I don't know it's so confrontational but that's what works so I don't know it's tricky it's,
1: it's so I'm single I've been single for a while and it's like I'm I'm just really recently like have been like aggressively looking for a relationship and at the same time, this whole culture and bad of this high value man and high mm-hmm. value woman shit has been going on. And, and like the dating apps and like, it's just, it's wild. It's like the wild, wild west. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, I'm like, fuck. It's like, mm-hmm. what do you do? And like, you know, like, this this kind of new thing that you have to live up to uh, of being high value and like it's it's just so superficial.
0: Right. And here's the thing, too. And I, I was trying to find a way to articulate this. This is another reason why I'm not a good debater because I can't get my thoughts out fast enough. In my words. But these men putting out there like you are not a high value man if you're not this, this, this and this. I'm like, do you not think it's also not hurting The men by you talking like this, because you are also not contributing the fact that a woman might find high value in integrity, in loyalty, in honesty, in their truth, and not just in monetary. Yes. I'm sitting right here telling you. I mean, I can't speak for everybody. I know that I know that there are just as many toxic women as there are toxic men. I am not like blind to that. Like there are women with some really ridiculous like demands when they are not even bringing up in their life and taking care of themselves like they right. want their man to be. Right. I really, I hate that statement. That's like, well, what do you bring to the table? Cause it's like, come, okay, just, right. sh- just chill the fuck out for a second. <laughs> but it is in reality. Like if I want to be, if I want a man to be a certain way for me, I need to be that woman that he is going to respect as well. Mm-hmm. There, so that there comes, there's, you have to meet on the playing field. You can't just like, not be taking care of yourself, be out partying every weekend, be this like living this life. If you want something super stable, like you have to kind of like show up like you want the person you want to find. So one of the quotes that I like really respect, I forget where it came from, but it was like, start showing up as the person that you'd like to date, like take care of yourself, do the work to make yourself how you would want to see the person that you want to date, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. and and when you're doing that work on yourself, the person that values that will find you. But if I want, let's say, a, I hate that fucking term. <laughs> if I want a, a man who is in touch with themselves, who is doing the work, who is emotionally intelligent, who is successful because they're putting the work in to build their life. I don't think that man is going to want the woman who is out fucked up every weekend at the clubs, like with no drive for their future. I don't see that happening. And, It was challenged because Davrick's like, a high value man doesn't care what you do. A high value man, this, this. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like I find
1: in the kitchen and and fuck that
0: shit. Like I hate, I hate it. Like (laughs) obedient and submissive. Those words are really misconstrued because I think, um, a woman will, quote unquote like submit to a man when she can trust him Mm -hmm. and trust that he can lead but that's not being submissive like oh yes master I'll do whatever you say it's not it's not like that that's a very like misconstrued word but man it's like now we're like hyper analyzing all of this dating shit and it's getting a little it's just getting a little much but you really do need to work on yourself and I think if you are working on yourself enough the person that's right for you you will find that match because they're looking for you too but it doesn't mean that you're not a high value person if you are not a top 10% earner in this country. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I do know there's a lot of women who take a lot of that into consideration, but I feel like you'll find a lot more women that are less talked about that are looking for a man that they can trust and feel safe with. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't just mean that they make, you know, a million dollars a year.
1: Right. And, you know, you know, I, I'm, I would say I'm obviously Not obviously, but I am not necessarily where I want to be financially, Um, but I have drive and I have passion and I have a a plan, a vision. Yeah. And um, if that is not high value in your world, then I'm not the guy for you.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's the kind of argument that we had given. Like, that's fine if you don't find that high value, but somebody will. And that probably is the better person for you because they see value in what you're doing. You know what I mean?
1: And yes. And though, here's the the kicker. When I do get to where I want to be financially, will my concept of who I now want and what I want from them change? Mm-hmm. Because we kind of want what we want Based on something that we're judging ourselves, right, as where our value is. So, if I'm thinking today, you know, I make six figures, but not the six figures that I want to be making, right, or seven figures, or whatever, but when I get there, my my mental value of who I am is now going to change because I think I'm cool as fuck now.
0: Yeah. Will that, will that change? Will that make you see women differently? Will that, right. it's, it's interesting because that is corrupts. The, yeah. always. <laughs> yeah. It, and it sucks too, because I get what they say about like, you know, the more money you make, it opens you up to a bigger demographic of people. But does that mean quality?
1: It shouldn't.
0: Because here's what I think is like, okay, you make a lot more money that might make your, your demographic of women that are interested in you more because you have now the demographic of women who care about money. But are those the women that you would want long term? Are those the women that you'd be like, oh, well, they want me now. They didn't want me when I was building. So is that quality or is that just obedient women who are like, okay, you have you have the money. I'll stick around now.
1: But then it's like, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy where those women then become the girls that the Davric and those types of people talk about as women that are disposable.
0: That right. And they call women like me delusional,
1: whatever. which is really interesting. Whatever. <laughs> but they're now, now they're now, we know what they want. They want the money. They want the cars. They want the gifts. They want the trips. But now... They didn't want me before, but now that I have money, now I'm attractive. Now you're one of those delusional chicks that are disposable. Yeah. Oh, you have a kid? You're definitely not on my list, but I'll fuck you.
0: Yeah. And that's so it's like, like re- that's, oh man. Like
1: it's, you, But you, like a good guy can walk into that world because he's now successful. And then he's now becoming this toxic guy that he never planned to be. But now it's really kind of like the energy, like all of a sudden these people that didn't want him before want him Mm -hmm. because he pulls up in a fucking Lamborghini and you know, the Kia that he used to drive didn't, get any girl's yeah. attention.
0: Well, that's kind of how I see those fresh and fit guys too, because they make like a boatload of money off that podcast. But I'm like, were you the hurt guy that never could get the girl? And now that you have money, you want to talk about women like you talk about them and treat them like shit and call right. them names on your podcast right. and tell them to shoo away right. when like you literally are inv- all the women that they invite on are these like OnlyFans models or like these like porn stars or, you know, these women who are in a super hypersexual industry. You You don't invite the women on who are like career women who have like different, like normal jobs because they would challenge you. Or even if these women that are on now challenge you, like they had one in here and they literally kicked this woman out of the room because she challenged them Mm. and he had a full blown like temper tantrum full blown. Like calling names and like it was really? it was wild and it literally just I'm like you're reminding me of a toddler throwing a temper tantrum right now because you your beliefs are getting challenged and because you have all this money you can just say fuck off but is that really who you are yeah. or have you changed because of the money it's so it's it's really interesting but I do know money and money changes everybody it's it's hard and we'll we'll always be fighting this battle but I think it really goes back to like if you really want a good quality person showing up and keeping that quality and that energy within yourself is going to, is going to attract those people. Right. And no matter what your circumstance, really staying humble and like reminding yourself of who you are and not getting lost mm. is going to help you a lot. But it's, it's, it's hard out there.
1: And then what about if, on the, if the shoes on the other foot, like, and I think you guys talked about if you're the, the baller and yeah. you're, let's say when you blow up and you're, like now, like the baller, mm-hmm. you're you're the G chick, and your man isn't on your level. Like the yeah. different energies that are going to be coming at you. Yeah, and like it, it's like, how do we negotiate all that? And then like you're talking about, you know, you want to find people that have your same values. And I like to think that that high value is someone with high values, right? Not
0: big. Like look at how you're describing it. What is that? What are What are values? You know (laughs) what I mean? And I feel like they're subjective. Yes. Like they're really subjective to who you're with. And yeah, obviously like you need money, like money gets you by in this world and it lets you live a comfortable life. It buys back your time. It buys back your freedom. Like I understand the value of money and having success and like, I just think that the average person, the average household now is a dual income household. So like not everyone can afford just to pay their wife's way. So, and I know some women still want that. And like those podcast arguments, are like, well, what are you showing up as if you want your way paid kind of thing? And it's like, why does it have to be talked about like this? Like, why does right. it have to be so aggressive? Right. Um, but but in reality, like that's, your values aren't just monetary, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, it's, it's, really, it's really tricky, but. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but uh, (laughs) I I find that I I really value people who kind of have passions about about their lives and like do things. And that's why, you know, the times that I've been single, I've been really trying to just like dump myself into things that make me happy. And I'm like, you know what, if I'm my happiest version of myself, I want someone to meet me there. And I've worked with a lot of women who have been out of relationships and needed help. And, you know, the things that I've coached them on is finding their way back to themselves. Because that's where they're gonna find their happiness. And from there they can meet people. So that's why I, I wouldn't say like Fearless started off as a relationship coaching podcast. I've never been a relationship coach, nor do I want to, but it's been really helpful for me to advise my clients who have come to me for fitness and nutrition how to heal themselves on the inside to, you know, show up in life as their best self. That was that was the goal. And, you know, that has helped them start projects. That's helped them find their passions and through their passions, maybe they've met their next person, you know, but it's not all about, it doesn't always have to be about finding a guy. Or a girl, because I feel like when you're, when you're stuck in that path, you're forgetting about yourself. Mm. Um, And that that really gets you lost. Cause I used to be that person. I was always like, Oh, I need to meet my husband. I need to find my boyfriend. I need this, 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 this. And I'm like, why is it? Why is my forefront of my focus on a man? The pressure that society has put on us to be like, well, you're used and washed up and abused. If like, you don't find a man by 26 years old, God forbid, but we're not living in that world anymore. And like, I know the modern day woman is shamed, but for what? Yeah. You know, so it's, it's just really interesting. But um, to kind of like jump back on the topic of like, you know, finding your passions and everything. I never really asked you. I know we talked about it once before. But like, how did you find your way into what you're doing now?
1: Um, well, uh, good question. I was a chubby kid. <laughs> um,
0: I remember you I, telling me this part. <laughs> I always
1: played sports. I was always active. And I finally figured out how to eat and exercise to get my body to change the way I wanted to. And then I started training people in, um, like the early 2000, 2001, something like that. And, um, that's was that was my whole focus was, you know, one-on-one training. And I did that off and on as a full-time business. Um, but through that journey, I found that I was much more than a trainer um, i i am i'm a deep thinker um, i'm a critical thinker i'm self-aware i'm i'm i i have this ability to talk to people about things that i have no reason to be able to talk to them about and i get it from wherever divine source or whatever it is and so training one on one i i started you know having these relationships with my clients and, and becoming their coach and their mentor and their advisor and all that stuff. And I realized that I have something that I want to share with more people. So, um, I've always wanted to, um, inspire people and to affect people's on an emotional level through, um, my creativity. So I'm a writer, I've write written scripts, I've wrote my first book over the COVID break. Um, none of these have been on screen or have been sold yet, but that's to come. Um, but my goal is to scale the geo brand and to touch more people and change more people's life because that's where I find fulfillment and changing people's lives. And then the funny thing though, is in um, fitness training and coaching, it's probably the least gratifying because so many people fail.
0: Mm -hmm. It's hard to stick to a plan.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's hard to get someone to, Stick to it for a while because you can provide all of the resources and all of the tools, all the instructions, but you can't get them to do it. That that part is on them. Mm. It really is on them. And I've been on both sides of it from being the one being coached because I was like chubby and out of shape and had no idea what to freaking do right. to now where I am on the opposite side and a coach. I understand. I can I can see how hard that is, but mm. um, it takes you really getting into your head. And I think that's where you know, we find our gifts, like you said, I felt the same way. I'm beyond just a coach. There's something that I have that I, and why I talk to people the way I do, why I have this podcast. Like you say it's divine source. You can call it whatever you want, if you're spiritual, religious or whatever, but like something is showing you your calling and what you're supposed to do and how to serve and how to help other people. And there's, there's a, there's like that's a blessing. Yeah. There's a really big blessing in that. And I know there's some people out there who are like, no, if you're serving people, you're not living out your truth. But like some people's truth is to serve others and to help and to encourage and to, you know, help people become better. That's, that is a blessing getting to do that.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like I won't beat a dead horse anymore. Like this opportunity to work here and be a host of, of one of the junkie shows, the John Orlando, um, we, we've been friends for 30 plus years, so we're like brothers, so this is my world too. So it's it's just like, I just, you know, I talked to Dr. Leslie and she was, you know, kind of um, having angst about where the podcast mm-hmm. was going and you went through that as oh, well. yeah. It's like big time. It's just like write it in your journal. This is a blessing and you're being able to figure out your voice and people are watching and you're developing a voice that's going to change. It is changing people's lives and it's going to change more and more people's lives. And to really kind of go, wow, this is maybe more than... Just a podcast because it's doing so much for me too.
0: Yeah. And you have to think about those things as the bigger picture, even when they're happening. I know it's hard sometimes, like we talked about earlier, to see things like, oh, it's just my small podcast. It's just my side business. It's just my side hustle or whatever you're doing. It doesn't have to, you don't have to minimize your projects. Yeah. I think it's a really detrimental thing to do to minimize your side projects because your side project and your passion project might be the thing that changes your life and other people's lives. So the second you start taking it more seriously might be the second that it actually starts coming to fruition. Mm. I, and I, like I said earlier, this podcast I knew would be a good reminder to myself because I've been going through my own, you know, trials and tribulations of understanding like what the fuck I'm doing. And I'll have those days right. where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm deleting Instagram. I'm not recording podcasts anymore. Like I'm just going to go back to this. And I'm like, what? Cause that's the easy way out right? because you don't have to get judged. Like, right. Oh man, you really have to combat those like demons. Yeah. And I call them demons cause they are, they're just like, you know, the devil will come in many forms to try and keep you from doing what you should be doing mm. and you can call it whatever you want, but you have to challenge those negative self deprecating beliefs or you will not like reach your potential. Yeah. And I don't mean to get all like serious and doomsday on it, but it's, it's that <laughs> real that, yeah. you know, you will try and get talked out of your dreams a million times, by other people, the last person that needs to do it is yourself. Right. The last person that needs to be talking you out of your own dream. Be your yourself. biggest
1: supporter. Not you your have worst. to. Yeah, you
0: have to. Um, so to kind of like close this out, is there any advice you'd give out? I mean, I know you, and like you said earlier, you know, people always ask you or tell you that you, you give all these great questions and you, and you do. I do remember that even from our very first podcast, I was like, wow, these are really good questions. Like, and it made me think, um, you know, Is there anything that you would tell someone if they're needing to ask themselves their own questions, like leading up to their goals and like chasing after their dreams? Is there any advice you'd give people?
1: Um, Yes. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice I could give is um, figure out what your mindset is and treat your mindset like a frame and whatever you create in that frame, that mindset is kind of like the deciding factor whether it should be in your life or it should not be in your life. If your mindset is, I want to be the best fitness person inspirational and influencer, um, when energy or people come into that frame that are contradictive to that, they need to get out of there. You need to get them out of there. So you can easily go, that doesn't align with my mindset. That person does not align with my mindset. That person isn't going to inspire me, give me joy, support me. That person needs to be out of my frame, my mindset. And then also the other side of that, when I walk out of my mindset when i walk out of the frame of who i think i am or the person i want to be and i'm starting to do things that don't fit in my mindset that's again a behavior that is not congruent with the person i want to be so those are the two simple things that you can take away from this is that decide whether what are the characteristics of your mindset keep negative energy or people out of that that don't fit in that frame and then when you find yourself walking out which you will realize have self-awareness which is another big number two um hey i I need i'm i want to be over here back in my frame of who i want to be those are the two Big
0: yeah. Things. That that's a really good analogy too because I always like tell myself like does what I'm doing right now align with the person that I want to be and how mm. I want to show up in this world and if it doesn't align why am I doing it? Yeah. Is this person contributing or is it taking away from the end goal and kind of putting it into a picture frame is a really like f- good physical like way to look at it in your mind so yep. you can very easily see what doesn't fit. Yeah. Like this doesn't belong here. Like this person, this situation, this doesn't belong here. Even if like, you know, if you're trying to be this like health and fitness coach and you're trying to better yourself and practice wellness, does all of that toxic shit you do on the weekend really align? with your end goal. Right. Like, yes, we all have balance, right? But I'm talking about like toxic behaviors. Yes. Like, does this align with how I want to show up in the world? And yes. taking Gio's advice and looking at it as like a picture frame, it's a very easy way to be like, that doesn't look right. That doesn't, that doesn't belong there. And if you're out of the framework, you can definitely feel when you're out of the framework, you're yes. like, shit, this is not it. But <laughs> you know, have some grace for yourself. You will, like you said, you yeah. will fall out, but it's that much easier to bring yourself back if you are staying in true alignment and understanding what that picture that end picture looks like
1: 100%. I think that's
0: huge it's great yep. great advice thank you for sharing that yeah, I appreciate it um and I thank you again so much for coming on this I really like this was a really big full circle kind of yeah. moment and yeah. this message really resonated with me I knew it would ahead of time so I was like I know exactly what we're going to talk about <laughs> so I just thank you I have a lot of gratitude for you and for John and for everyone here. So that was also played into that alignment track of like knowing exactly where I needed to be and what I wanted it to look like. So make your vision boards, you guys, like really, if you're, um, if you're into that or not into that, I really highly suggest like putting things down into writing or, you know, physically on a board where you can see what you want your end goals to look like. Because I promise you, even if you're like looking at them, you know, out of the side corner of your eye in your office every now and again, it, you're still seeing it. You're still seeing that vision vision of what you want to create for yourself. Even if that vision board has your relationship or your dreams on there, you know, the job of your dreams, what your passions, what your goals are, what your side projects are, just keeping it in your visual like frame of view is like really important. I actually have mine in a frame at home. So it's, um, just ironic that geo use this like framework <laughs> as an ideology or a, you know, a what's the word like a, Analogy. an analogy thank you for, for this because I I look at what I want out of my life in this frame every day when I walk into my office and sometimes I forget what's on it and I can very quickly just look at it and like okay this is the goal what are we doing today to get closer to this goal so those are some really you know simple and you know easy ways to start that framework of getting yourself into habits and rituals to practice what you want to bring into your life and stay in alignment with what you know, What you need to do to get there. So thank you again. And make sure you guys go follow Gio. He is the host of Fitness Junkies here at Sticky Paws, um, a branch of all of the junkies podcasts here at Sticky Paws, which are incredible. Um, He brings on some amazing guests and has some great stories. So go check out Fitness Junkies. And I'm sure I can speak for both of us when I say our DMs are always open for suggestions. And if you guys want us to cover any other topics, um, we are more than happy to take them into consideration. So make sure to message us. And until next time, um stay positive stay confident and get your vision boards ready we'll see you next time